You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello, and welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Madeline Rose Mayo. And my name is Scout Sophia Sobel. And hot damn, do we have an episode for you, sisters. Hot <laughs> damn! We, I'm going to say it. We met the third sister. I've, you know, she even said it. She, she even said, said it at the end. And she, I don't even think she knows we've been on the quest. So the thing is, most of the ladies that we have on the pod... Our our third sister energy. I mean, we don't bring anyone on that isn't third sister energy. But Amanda Hirsch, uh, aka not skinny but not fat, is the third sister. Like, like just if we is. put out an ad for the third sister, it would be a photo of her. Yeah, you know what Jewish, I mean? hot, not skinny but not fat, funny, just hitting every Kardashian box. adjacent. She would love to hear that she is. She is Kardashian she adjacent. Is Kim Kardashian follows her. Oh she interviewed Kim Kardashian I mean, and Chloe Kardashian. I know. Um, wow. So we got into this. Was a very classic OKSIS okay episode. I think 
as per as usual. They all, as per as usual. They all, they all, we don't know how to do anything other than that. But we kind of go all over the map. We talk a little bit about her account and her this like rise to meteoric fame that she has had. And obviously Kardashian chit chat and some pop culture things. And then we talk a lot about your pregnant self and the delivery her, room again. Maddie's face just like she's like, we talk about the Kardashians and pop culture. And then her face got sour and they're pregnant, buddy. And <laughs> We talk about just, Amanda. Are we getting, are, like sisters, let us know if there's like pregnancy fatigue. Like, okay, first of all, we barely talk about my pregnancy. We we've mentioned been pregnancy. We've pregnancy. We haven't done episode. it in forever. We casually mention that I'm pregnant like all the time, but we have not Talked spoken about like at deep. like. You have no idea how I'm feeling and what I'm going through. We have not. I debriefed. know everything that you're Why? feeling. How we don't talk about it on the you podcast. walked in today with bagel schmear all <laughs> on your left side of your face, and then I was like, "Got it." <laughs> I got also and then I, I said I, I verbatim said do not speak to, to me, me until, until I, I eat, eat this bagel. bagel and then yesterday while we were at dinner I saw you and the infamous boob sweat was there you do have this thing called boob sweat I wonder do you have like ass crack sweat no well how would you know you don't see it so um <laughs> so I walk up to you and I hug you and like you like you know raise your arms up a little so that I could like very clearly there's a huge puddle of sweat in between your boob and your stomach because they touch yeah all the boobs times. the boobs and the stomach and it's, is it's touching a, it's a, look it's a big surface area <laughs> I just pulled up my boob I just pulled up my boob for her to see <laughs> It's a lot of surface area there's, that's touching. There's a lot of touching skin and forget um, chafe, chafing in the thighs. It's all about the boob and belly. The, the boob, the point. boob and belly contact. Anyways, so that's how you're feeling, right? <laughs> the personification of the boob sweat oh and the schmear on the side. I like face. how I like how Maddie's like sisters. Let me know if we've talked too much about pregnancy. <laughs> let me know if we've talked too much about you going to fucking Greece. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so there's, let's get into this episode because I'm motherfucking hungry, if you can't tell. We have Amanda Hirsch on. I'm obsessed. Wait, we need to make that. The motherfucking hungry. <laughs> we need to make that a TikTok sound. No. Okay, sisters, we got to go on because I'm motherfucking hungry. <laughs> Listen, it's it's been a day, okay? Um, we are, We're like fucking stoked about this episode, sisters. You guys this are going to love gonna it. Be so fun. You know who she is. You know Amanda. So without further ado, not skinny but not fat, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Amanda. Welcome. To, thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Okay, we want to start off strong. First of all, which one of us do you think is pregnant right now? You. <laughs> Which one's you? <laughs> Me, Maddie. Maddie. No. No. Oh, really? Okay. This this oh one. Oh my God. That's so exciting. So we thought that we would ask you a question because it's been we had dinner last night and we were talking about it. And Maddie says, I feel like pregnant women don't really talk about this. And I said, I think they do. So we wanted to ask you at what point. Do you stop shaving your vagina? Not even stop shaving your vagina. Are unable to shave your vagina because the belly is protruding and you can't bend down. Yeah. I forget. Maybe it's like after six. I remember the mark that I that I knew I wanted to recall was that at, si at six months, that's when I started really feeling pregnant. Before then, it was like not. And then I remember I was like, remember this because I love to remember and I was like, just remember that at six months, that's when like 
the belly, like all the things, but I do, my sister just reminded me because we were remembering my day of, um, contractions, like when I went into labor basically. And she reminded me that she, that like, she came with me to my office at the time and I was alone. It's a long stay. I worked at a weird office. Well, I don't to get into that. Anyway, she came with me because I was like, I'm not feeling well, but I still want to go because I don't want to like sit at home and wait for it, which is like so weird. Like stay home, like have the day anyway. Insisted on going. My sister came with me and she literally recalls me taking office scissors and cutting my vagina hair because I was like, I'm gonna be going. No, it like grew out at that point. Um, TMI everybody, but I'm saying it was grown out at this point but I like knew I was going to the hospital. So I just started like Edward scissor handsing that. And that was the vision my sister had of me, like trout down, just going on in there with the. How did you, I don't give a fuck what the doctor sees. No, but how did you like physically? I think she says her sister did it. Oh No, no, my sister didn't do it. My sister was watching. I think at that point, I think it was like a, this kind of thing, you know? Like a lean and like, you know, how many months are you? I'm 25 weeks. So six months and one week. Exactly. So see, and you're like pregnant. Like you can feel it. Okay. It popped. It popped open. Yeah. Is it going to be a boy or a girl? It's a girl. That's so cute. I know. But I was just, I shaved my legs earlier this week and I'm like, you know what? This might be one of the last times that it, it just feels uncomfortable. And so then I, I haven't shaved my vagina in a couple of weeks. Cause it's just like, it's, I don't think, I think you, I think you retire that, that thing for a little bit, like retire that, that grooming exercise for a little bit. For sure. Also, I, I was going to say got lucky, but it's not really lucky is like, I was far along in COVID times. So like, I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't doing anything, mm-hmm. you know? So it was like, kind of like legs. Oh my God for sure was not shaving those. Yeah. Like who cares? So I I really love that you brought up the office scissors trimming (laughs) situation. Which like, did I put them back in the holder or what did I do? Yeah. yeah. You Um, probably did because you were in labor. Amanda, this is really relatable. I've been like, I've been really ashamed to say this on the podcast. I use (laughs) my kitchen scissors (laughs) to trim. (laughs) <laughs> and one time my boyfriend walked in and he was like, wait, are those the scissors from the kitchen? And I was like, are those the ones we cut the chicken like that off with? He started, I started crying laughing and he started, he was, he had a panic attack. He was like, are you fucking you don't, kidding? And you don't clean them. Like I will oh, bet money that you put those bitches back. Why are you cutting your vagina? I do, okay, so the hairs grow so you trim. Yeah, you have to trim. You have to trim. Like even before, well, I, my roots, wow, we're getting to know each other real quick on this yeah. podcast. We're, <laughs> well, like I can't do laser. It didn't work on me. I had to do it twice to like be proven that like know the roots of your hair. Although I don't have like a blonde, you know, I'm not like blonde, but the root isn't like a dark, which like you guys should have a dark, strong root. I feel like. Oh, wow. Oh, we have dark, strong roots. <laughs> so, like, so you are good candidates for laser. So I, uh, this is the unfortunate part about my journey in this lifetime, is that I, like, two years ago, was like, I need laser, I need laser, I need laser. 
And now that I've done the whole go the natural deodorant, don't trap trap anything in your body. I'm afraid it is like get weird. off birth control and it, let your body do what it does. Like I'm afraid it's that a it's a little sus. I will say when the lasers when the lasers are piercing my vagine, I'm like they're cannot be good where does the hair go in your body that can't come out yeah i'm with you sister oh you're saying it's like unhealthy well yeah and like it didn't work for me so i'm like i'll go to waxing so when i'm like going on vacation or going on like you know then i'll go to european wax center which i find the least hurt process (laughs) but i'm still like it's still a process i had to take like tequila shots before i went to european wax center to get that shit i mean listen if you went through like regular wax though before which i remember taking my sister to like a blue crystal wax where literally it was like crystallizing and like we're both traumatized european wax center is actually good but yeah vagina scissors i mean which do you buy specific scissors like do you buy like yes you so i've done this before like i haven't shaved my vagina in a long time i bought these scissors they're little ones they're like the ones that the so eye like nail ones no, no no they're the ones that like they cut the they trim your eyebrows mm. when you're there so they're they're literally that they're what two or three small, inches small. They're tiny, and then you just keep that in your vanity, and that's for that. Yeah, that would be a better idea than the, you know, I'm just picturing you cutting, you know, the chicken fat <laughs> off like a chicken thigh with the she scissors. Cut. She- <laughs> so- <laughs> that won't be a problem. <laughs> that won't be a problem. So, no, those scissors have officially become the vagina scissors now. Uh-huh. And my my boyfriend has been like, please go to Amazon and get us some new scissors that are yeah. designated to the kitchen. And then your yeah. little vagina scissors will stay in the bathroom. Like, God, being a human. Yes. Anyways. Fuck. Okay. So, I mean, you brought up laser, which the only place that I've ever been to go get laser was Sev Laser. And that place is That's a Kardashian. Kardashian place. Yeah. They go, I feel like they have like one hair grow and they're like, boop, they just like boop on in. They probably, you know, they, they're good friends with her. There's no way they still go in there. They do. They tag it a lot because you have to upkeep it. So you go, like, I feel like my armpit laser worked for sure, which is fun because to not worry about that. But now it grows in like so sparsely that I don't realize then my husband will all of a sudden be like, you have like a really long... And I'll just be like one, you know, and I'm like, oh my God. And you don't notice it because it's not harsh and it's not like uncomfortable, but but I feel like they just like, they probably don't have body hair. I'd assume they also do their arms and like, I'd assume they do. They're like dolphins, like (laughs) dolphin butts. Yeah, Yeah, but that's just because they've been doing it for so long because they have dark rooted hair like we do. So they are probably doing everything like toes, like you know oh i know i would love to see the just the beauty upkeep bill for each kardashian every month that would be an interesting side-by-side comparison analysis if you will just just like i'd love to i'd love to see what i would love to see the money that goes into actually looking that way you know what i mean yeah a lot a lot yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna guess uh a lot you're screaming into my ear oh my goodness oh my goodness i haven't oh she's getting she's getting you know she's her the hormones yeah she's pregnant wait who's older who do you think oh Oh, sorry me no too late oh you are (laughs) yeah Oh, cause you're getting annoyed with her. It makes sense. Okay. Yeah. It's all adding yeah. Up. Oh, this is, this is the, the, Well, I haven't seen her in person and we haven't recorded a pod together in person in a little bit. And I'm just forgetting how loud I how am. How fucking loud she yeah. is when I sit next to her and it's really piercing my ear. 
So. Yeah, this is the dynamic. Welcome. We've been doing this for four years. So um, yeah. welcome. Not okay. deaf yet. Okay. So Amanda, I mean, if people don't know you, obviously, like they they obviously know you. You're the best Instagram name Thank you. in the history of Instagram names. Not Really? I kind of hate it. I know it's blazing behind me in neon, but <laughs> like I have a love-hate relationship with it. So I could see why that would be the case, but I feel like it pierces the majority of women i i don't know does that make sense like when i hear that i'm like i am that that right. is me and also like models feel that way too you know it's universal it's universal <laughs> it's feminine. universal and i love that i didn't like not even a bad way like a model will be like that's how i feel and i'm like that's so crazy <laughs> um but <laughs> you literally speak to me i'm like you're literally uh yeah i think listen I, it was so literal at the time for me. And when I came out on Instagram, this was when it was like fad Jew, fuck Jerry, you know, girl with no job, daddy issues. Everybody had a name. It didn't even occur to me to like use my name. You know, it was like, I wasn't even showing myself until stories came out. I don't know what year that was in, but so, I mean, looking back, it was like, I wanted to come up with a name this was like a bedtime before I go to sleep thought. And it was very literal. It was like, cause I think what I was feeling at the time was like, just like, first of all, that my whole life, but also, you know, my, my, my goal at the beginning was to like write memes and like be funny. And like, yeah, it, it wasn't, I mean, think about where we are now, Instagram with like videos, what then it was, I was just writing. I wasn't even putting photos. It was like the, the, the writable memes, the one-liners, the whatever. Um, so it's a love hate relationship. Like, I feel like it would be hard to let go, but it would, it's also like who my, what my brand is literally physically like fiscal. It's all of it now. Fiscally. So <laughs> fiscally it's all spiritually, it's sure. all of the things, but sometimes I'm like, if somebody doesn't know you, then what the fuck do they think they're getting into? Cause it has nothing to do with because I think there's like a certain cheekiness to it that when I heard it, like I immediately before I knew who you were, I would think exactly really? the type of content that you create is behind a name like that. Like I didn't mm, think it was anything okay. like I knew it was tongue in cheek a little bit, but very, very specific to how women, I guess all women feel. Yeah, yeah. women. I mean, it's uh, you're not here nor there. You're somewhere in between. And uh, that's OK, you know. That is okay. That's what we preach here. That's fucking okay. All right. So you, so when did your love for the Kardashians stem? I'll tell you when mine was. Our grandma actually watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians and she was obsessed with Scott and it was the cutest thing. And I, I honestly, I felt FOMO that she was like up to date she was keeping up and I was like I don't have anything to talk to you about grandma like we I need to get in on this and then I became obsessed and that was like our Shabbat uh chatter was we would talk about every episode and then obviously now I'm like fully in so what what was your moment what was your come to Jesus moment Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. 
You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Well, no, I, I got on the bandwagon. I was always looking back. I was always like into reality TV. I've been watching since the like MTV real world challenge. Now I know people stuck with it, which like good for them. Season 100,047. I, I think when reality TV started becoming bigger, I, I moved on. But I mean, I was like a real world girl. I was uh, obviously the Hills, Laguna Beach. So it was like, no, it, it was actually funny because didn't Spencer from the Hills 
from Laguna in the Hills. He from no from just the Hills. Yeah, the Hills. Yeah. He said that like I don't know if he's like taught like being truthful, but he was like saying how he spoke to Chris, how Chris Jenner spoke to him, and was like, "We want to do what you're doing, but in Calabasas or like something." I heard him say that. He said that on the Skinny Confidential podcast. Oh, okay. So maybe he said that there. Yeah. So I was like, from the beginning, like, let's see. And it's funny you say with your grandma, because I felt, I feel like, and now in retrospect that you're saying that, that it was such a family show. Like I watch it with my mom and like somehow these like, well, they were, were more relatable at the beginning. If you remember like Kim's apartment and it was all, it was smaller scale for sure. But I think because of that, because it didn't start with like untouchable rich and like gazillionaire rich, but kind of like, oh, we, you know, have money and we live in a pretty nice house and I could afford a nice car, but it was more reachable. So I think they like sucked us in where we're like, oh, look at this relatable blended family that's like funny and Chloe was like hilarious at the time and you like everybody had their fave and I feel like it was just a feel-good show so I was in it from the beginning but today I wouldn't I mean I think that the Kardashians provide a lot of news and a lot of boring news days they'll always be up to something and they share so much of their life but I mean I'm not like a Kardashian account yeah obviously when they came out we all knew who they were and I've always loved them but I've never watched keeping up with the Kardashians like I've seen a couple episodes here and there but I never really watched it but I always like knew what was going on I knew of all Kim's marriages I knew of this I knew of that and I always was a fan of theirs I just never watched their show until I watched the one on Hulu and I love watching it for the fact that I like watching people who have extravagant or insane or just lives that are just so fucking opposite to mine because I feel like it it expands my worldview a little bit and not in like a wholesome way and just in like oh that's like possible you know what I mean like they could do that really cool thing and that's possible for them and that's really cool that that's possible for them so as you said Amanda like they give us so much like they do not need to do this show like they do not need to bring us in for all this and for that I am eternally grateful like the Hulu show is on a whole other level I feel like I am sitting in Kim's little breakfast nook with them talking about how Courtney and Travis can't jerk off because they're on that that cleanse like I felt like that was my family yeah I mean they give those moments that are like I feel like they know that like, okay, we're unrelatable. We have private jets and we've never taken an Uber, but like they will also have the sister fights that like you two probably have. And also even, you know, in that first episode of the Hulu series, when like Kim is on the phone with the lawyer and Chloe's like, just tell them you, you know, can't do it. You have kids. She's like, I can't do it. I have get like saying exactly what Chloe told her. So I feel like all of us that have sisters or close family members or even close friends have those moments that are like, oh my God, I'm a Chloe. So I feel like even with the extravagant lifestyle, which is so nice of you to be supportive, I feel like so many people would look at it differently and that's why there are so many haters, right? Oh my gosh. No, it's so expansive. Like I sit there and I'm like, wow, look what they've done. Look what they've done with their lives and look what's possible and look at all the things they do and whatever, whatever. And it just makes me feel like I can have a bigger life than I 
perceived. Like I feel like when we see people who do something that is extraordinary or bigger or extravagant or whatever it is, we're quick to like be jealous or push them down. Yeah, no, yeah. but I was going to say the opposite way. Like for me, it's like, oh, okay, now that I've seen that is possible, if I want, you don't have to integrate it, but if you want, it's just cool to know that in a world, if I went a certain avenue, that I could have something like that if I wanted it. Gal is like very spiritually woke. I mean, that's a the thing. They also still work so hard. Ew, don't say that word. Wait, what did she say? She said I'm spiritually woke. And if you ever say the word woke <laughs> around me again, I'm going to fucking vomit everywhere. I'm going to vomit. <laughs> I really hate that word. I really fucking hate that word. Well, wow. Do not piss <laughs> her off. Holy <laughs> Sorry, I'm pregnant and like... Yeah, we know. When someone we says, know. "Wait, you're pregnant?" I didn't. Yeah, you're. <laughs> I didn't know. Great. I am both. I have two of you me. now. I have two of you now. Oh my god. Sorry. Okay, Amanda. We we interrupted wait, you. What your... were you saying? Wait. So I just wanted to say that, like, like you said, they could don't have to do the show. Obviously, you know. And I think they're so. This is so important to them to stay in the game, but like stay in the game on like every level that they're they they're literally just like smart in that way. Like they could live a quieter life. They could at least not do the reality show where it's like literally we know all the shit that happened, but on the show we're getting like the kind of small bits and pieces that we wouldn't know. So like they don't have to, but it's like no, they want to stay the most famous, the most rich. Like they're not about to like oh, they're like not going to be on the show, which is so wild. And like, for me, one of the reasons I don't want to go on TikTok and I just, I mean, I'm going to say this for the first time here. I think I, today with my husband, I was talking to him and I was like, thought about, and I was like, I keep on, my agents are telling, like so many people are like, why aren't you going on TikTok? And it's like, my first instinct is like, don't want to, right? Just don't want to. But if I had to delve deeper and, you know, have a, a, a therapist moment with myself, I would say maybe like, I also don't want to expose myself to like a whole new audience. It's like, I don't know what they're like. They could not know me, you know, that audience at all. And it'd be like, you know, Gen Z that don't follow me and they could be meaner, which I heard they're meaner. And it's like, it's not like I don't want to grow in my life or don't want to whatever, but I just feel like with growth always comes like, Obviously, if you have like this much love, this much hate, more love, more hate, more love, more hate. And it's like, I don't know how good I am at handling that. And I don't know, you know, so I'm saying, I think part of that scares me, but like, I'm saying this because I'm talking about the Kardashians, like, no, they want to be like mega global, this, that. And for me, I'm like such small scale and still thinking about like, you know, I don't want to go do this other thing because I don't want to like expose myself to more people and some, and I've heard from even much smaller scale, either influencers I've talked to or people on social media that like are just happy being where they are. Like not everybody needs to be a gazillionaire. Not everybody needs to be known globally. Not everybody needs to like explode on social media and be the most famous person ever. So I think it's like, you need to know kind of where you want to be. And I think for them, at least for Kim, who spearheads this entire thing, it's like be everything, be everywhere, have everybody talking about you all the time. And what I wonder is, and would be a bit bigger question is like, the family that was sort of brought into this because of her and they've adapted to it and they, they've made their own shit because of it. But like, imagine they took a step back and were like, wait, what if, I mean, Kylie has said this before, 
if you got and Courtney and Courtney yeah Courtney would be like I'd be living in like Portugal it's like okay Courtney like go (laughs) yeah like go but they have a choice right now they technically do have the choice and they're still choosing the other way but I love what you said it's completely true about it's this balance between understanding if joining TikTok and exposing yourself to a whole and, and you're totally right one the trolls are vicious over there but two you do get exposed to people that don't follow you or may not know you yet. Whereas on Instagram, there's a choice. I follow you. I see your content. Exactly. I am like subjecting yeah. myself to it. Whereas TikTok, it is a little different. But I do, I, one, I think I think you would, you know, you don't need to take my advice. I think you would be amazing on TikTok regardless. But I think there's that balance of like, is this fear? Or is this literally just not aligned with me? Like, Well, no, it's not aligned with me. It's not aligned. It's not aligned with me. Even when I go in, like I downloaded it. I didn't have it since it was, since it was created. I was like not. And then followers would send me links sometimes and I'd want to see. So I'd literally have to like go copy paste the link, like be a total loser grandma. So recently when it was like not opening, I was like, I'll download it. I'm literally user 3,124, which I'm fine with. So it's basically a Tinsta, like it's, I guess you would call it. A tick a tick I don't know. So, but I literally don't even know how to scroll it. The only reason I have it is if I get sent links, but still when I open it and it starts screaming videos at me that I don't want to see. It's like Maddie. It's just like in your ear. All of a sudden I open it and there's this blonde chick being like this to me. And I'm like, what is, I don't want this. This is my FYP. I didn't ask for this blonde model to be yeah. like dancing. So I just feel like, no, we're not aligned in general, but if I could bring myself to, you know, think about it deeper, which I don't even really need to, but you know, there are business size sides to it, which so many of these celebrities, that's why they have it, you know? Yeah. But, but no, I'm not. And if I, if I did it, I would not be making videos or green screens or dances or trends or anything so it's like no I'm not aligned oh my god I answered my question I feel better it's not happening there we go therapy session and the other thing is and I just want to say another thing is like I do believe that whatever you do especially in this business the only way it will succeed is if you like put everything into it you know if you love it if you live it if you breathe it so I don't think it's like oh open a tiktok and you know post once a month no it's like if you want to grow there or whatever, then it's like, you got to live it. And I know how it is. Cause like I lived my Instagram because it was my love. I still do. I live it even more today, but it's like, I loved it so much. I enjoy every moment. I, I feel passionate about it. So that's when you should, you know, do something not for like the likes or the swipes or the whatever you get on there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you get on there. Yeah. <laughs> was- we, we still don't really know what, we, what we're getting yeah. on there. Of you. That's like the, that's one of the main conclusions I came to specifically because I was pregnant and I just couldn't do everything. You know what I'm saying? But I was letting the whole, it's so good for business. It's the fastest place to grow. Da, 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 da. Just take up real estate in my mind. But I literally never posted because I didn't fucking want to. Like, I don't like TikTok. I'm emotionally unavailable for it. I say it all the time. And I remember one time I was having like a shitty day and I thought about something like a realization and I thought to myself, oh, these are the things that you're supposed to just like get on TikTok and and say. So I did it and I posted it and I was like, that felt terrible for me. Like 
terrible for me. And so I've given myself radical permission because like people don't understand that if you're chasing a strategy that is technically, yes, like the stickiest, the easiest to grow, the of the moment, if it's not aligned with you, it won't it won't work. Right. It won't, people will sniff it out. Just just let it go. And so I've been able to like just forget about it. Like it doesn't take up things in my mind. It's not just for pour, me. Pour, just pour that energy that you would have been allocating to TikTok, to We're Instagram done. or to platforms yeah. that actually work for you and feel aligned. I think celebrities and influencers and, you know, people of the Internet are so scared right now to like because they think Instagram is like going away or dying or whatever. And it's like, relax, first of all. But I think that's why so many are trying to shift to TikTok and like do that thing. But even for them, like even if you look up right now, just for example, if you look up right now, which is wild, like how many followers Kim Kardashian? Oh, my God. See, what is this lady doing? She's like drawing on a, like, did I ask for this? Teachers, it's so easy. Summer off for a hot well, teacher what... with a big butt. Did I tell you that this, like, I don't get it. People are like, no, they know what you want. No, they don't. Well, maybe I'm not on it. So it didn't get to know me. Oh, wait, I'm so afraid of the Instagram update because it hasn't happened to me yet. They say it's exactly like TikTok. Has that happened to you yet? No, and I'm going to die. But I just want to say Kim Kardashian has 4 million followers on TikTok. Do you know how much she has on Instagram? Like 280. Yeah. No, th 300 and something. Oh, 300. Yeah. That's, that is like unfathomable. That's like in insane. Imagine that conversion is no bueno. Like that's not the conversion <laughs> she would be hoping for. But I'll tell you why it is, girls. Because she's not she's in it. She's not. No, she wants it. But she's like, she'll just post the same video that she did to Instagram. And, she, and that's not it. That's not going to get it. Mm -hmm. So she's doing... Yeah what you know what we were saying it's like just trying yeah. but like not really in it to win it and that's why they're so adamant if you saw the kardashians posting that um petition i know they're very into the petition the make make instagram instagram again there Who's was there the was like a there was like a oh i saw viral that. yeah like yeah. graphic kardashians signed it they they like posted it and then like yeah they were very yeah they're they're basic adamant yeah, yeah. or like vocal about mm. it um also uh, Social activism Kylie. on Instagram. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I love it. I love the passion. Though they're getting so passionate about it. Like James Charles, I posted this, which like, I know he's like people, you know, but he. Oh, I love James Charles. He, Fuck he it. commented on um, the the Instagram dude, Adam Moseri or whatever. He commented on his literally would think somebody is dying. Like it's like, <laughs> okay, but Adam, creators are forced to like make videos. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw up. Like you're talking about throwing up. Also, you're a YouTuber. Like calm down. Like you could you could make a video. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have the skills. What about us? No, I'm just kidding. But literally. Oh, my God. Yeah. That guy, Adam, whatever his name Moseri. is. What did you call him? I, I don't know. I didn't know. <laughs> what? But you literally weren't even close to anything. <laughs> I just, you know what's so funny is I see him on TikTok. Like, he is posting on fucking TikTok. Wait, who is There's this guy? Instagram. He's the head of, like, imagine what a title that is also. Like the head of Instagram. He's not even like CEO. I don't even think there is a CEO. Like he's head of. Like that is his title. He's this like young Jewish. He must be Jewish. Mm. He's like, he has really, really cute glasses and like a thick head of hair. And I'm like, I'm down. <laughs> Do you know who I just thought of? And I don't know why I just thought of this guy. 
Where the fuck did Dan Bilzerian go? Who's that? Oh. You don't know who Dan Bilzerian yeah. is? He's like that Vegas muscly. Wait, is he yeah, Vegas he's even? I just think of that. He's so gross. But he like, would like take young girls and like. Yeah. He has like all these these girls naked around him all the fucking time. And I just remember wa- watching him on Instagram being like, what the fuck is this? I'm just saying, I, when he said the name Adam, whatever, whatever, I just thought of Dan Bilzerian because his like last name was also confusing to me. And so I'm just letting you know where my mind's, my train of thoughts Yeah, going. the pregnancy brain is kicking into high gear. What I think that's funny about that dude, sorry, I'll just say, is that like, <laughs> yeah, 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 is like dudes know him. Do you get what I mean? And like dudes sure. know him because he's with hot girls. I feel like, yeah. you know, like we don't yeah. know like of him that well, but yeah, a dude we- would be like, oh yeah, he's hanging out with like hot naked chicks all the time. How do you get that? Why do I, I mean, I why, like, yeah, why do you I know went into him? like a rabbit hole of like, who the fuck is this guy? Like I, like I read, like I Googled him. I read we his interview. We need a Netflix documentary on him. We need a Netflix documentary on him. I feel like if you call five dudes right now, they'll all know who he is. And I'll tell you. That gives me the ick. Okay. I want to just ask you. So you had Lord and Savior Kim Kardashian on your podcast. First of all, like Mazel Tov. Holy shit. That when I saw when we both saw that, we were like, we're in the right space. We're in the right podcasting space. Is that what you thought? Yeah. Because you were like, again, the expansion. It's like if... Amanda can, can do, do it. it. We can I do love it. That. We're getting her on the pod. Okay, so just talk me through, like, what was the most surprising thing about her? That she doesn't have a side. Oh, you mean to oh. take a photo? Yeah. She was, I was like, yeah, right, right. I was like, do you want to sit here or here? And she's like, doesn't matter to me. And I was like, really? No. Really? What also is shocking is like that, but it's also shocking. I mean, it's not shocking that she's like gorge, but it's shocking because she cares about literally everything. So the fact that she doesn't care about what side, what side? is, is yeah. was shocking, but she was so nice and obviously was insane. The whole thing, like I kept on being like the way I deal with things, it's like until it happens, it's not happening. So I'd be like on the flight to LA being like, no, but like, I don't know, like it might still not like, I don't know, something's going to happen before and this is not going to happen. You know, there's no fucking way. And I prepare myself for the absolute worst. But then, but then when I get there, I'm like, were you nervous at all? No. Okay. I would not be able to breathe. I, yeah, I would have been passed out. I was, I think I need to get in the headspace. If I'm going into an interview right now, let's say, which I don't do that, by the way, like I'll get pitch guests all the time. And even if they're like, they have, you know, 8 million followers. I'm like, if I'm not obsessed with the guests and like, want to talk to them, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to have them. So the thing is with like Kim, it's like, why would I be nervous about interviewing her? If I could legit ask her, like if I could, I could talk to her all day. I could, I, I, I'm so interested. It's not like I'd be like not knowing what to say. So I think that played a part. And I think I felt, I like talked myself up. Like, you know, you got this opportunity, you deserve it. You, you know, you, you got this. And it's funny, I took my sister with me and she was so excited. Like at first she was like, she came with me to LA but I was like, not going to ask if she could come. I didn't want it to be like, can you be my sister? You know, like you don't want to be annoying. And last minute, my producer was like, does your sister want to come? And I was like, can we get her in? And they were like, yeah. And she has to take like a last minute COVID test that costs like $300 or something. Um, I was like, worth it for you. Right. But she came and I was so happy she was there with me. But when we got to the KKW headquarters and went to the bathroom, she was like, Amanda, 
oh my God, are you dying? Like, can you see where we are? And I'm like, and I'm like, Arielle, not the vibe. Like not the vibe. It's not the vibe at all. The vibe is like lip gloss, no big deal. deal. March in there. And a bit too close to sun. Yeah. We're yeah. You can't be like, oh my God, oh my God. Because then you're not, you're not going to be in the headspace to do what you came there to do. So I think I I'm good at that. Getting in the headspace of like, boom, but yeah, no, it was incredible. It was cool. And she, you know, made me feel good and like complimented me in the middle and was like, you're really good at this, which gave me like so much confidence to keep going. And she was so sweet after, I mean, she shared the podcast. She, you know, said how great it was for her and how happy she is with the response and how it was so different for her than like, you know, other interviews where they ask like the same kind of shit. So it was a good, it was an amazing experience that, you know, and then I got back and it was like, I was texting with their team and they were like, okay, so when are you going to do Chloe? And I was like, wait, what are you shitting me? And then they like gave me a yeah. date and I, was, I just come back from LA and I'm not like a, you know, hop on a plane person. I'm like, yeah, Oh right. my God, I have to, you know, it's like a thing for me, you know, you know, you see all these influencers, like literally on planes, like the whole day for me, it's like a schlep and a sweat and like the whole thing. So, so, but for them, you know, pretty much. So you got to go when they call. No, oh, no, you got to You got to go when, when the Kardashians call, you know, I, I met Kim Kardashian one time and the most surprising thing that I thought was she was so tiny. She was short. She's shorter than me. She is teeny, teeny, tiny. Very small. She's a very small human. And even more now, because I think I saw her pre the 20 pound weight loss and all that. Right. I meant like, I meant like short, but yeah, yeah, just also, also, you know, I'm five two and I looked at her and I was like, you are so much. Have you seen her? Have you met her? Yeah, I was. Don't talk to me about that oh, experience. Oh, yes. Okay, let's let's talk about this experience. So our parents, they are like the biggest people in Holocaust education and genocide prevention. And we, our stepdad is the, or was the like head of the USC Shoah Foundation. And they do this gala, Steven Spielberg. It's like a whole thing. And Kim was there with like an Armenian genocide survivor. And I got into the gala because I like finagled my way in there. But no, your, friend, your friend's parents had a table and yeah. she invited you. Like our parents couldn't get us into Our this. parents wouldn't get us in. They didn't want to pay for us to be on right. table. And mm. so Scout had to volunteer. It's because <laughs> this is like such a traumatic moment for me. Anyways, okay, we don't we don't need to we don't need to recount it. It's because Barack Obama was the head speaker and I wanted to see Barack Obama speak. So my mother-in-law and I went to volunteer because if you volunteer you get to watch whatever. And there was too many people, like too many people, Amanda, and I suffer from mental illness problems. And so I was getting really overwhelmed. My sister, my mom, and my stepdad were in the VIP tent with all the celebrities. With Kim Kardashian. And I'm telling people where the bathroom is. Like, I get it, very first world problems, but I just felt very overwhelmed. My mom gets me into the tent. I see Kim Kardashian, whatever. I'm like, whoa, you're like five, you're four, five. You're so short. And then I go to the corner <laughs> and I start having a panic attack. Like I just, it, it was bound to happen. I start having a panic attack. I'm like hyperventilating and a security guard comes up to me and he says, 
my wife gets these. I know exactly what to do. Just give me one second. Wait, because I don't know any of this part. Because um, so I'm like standing next to a curtain and he goes, because I just, Steven Spielberg's on the other side of this curtain and I have to walk him to his place. So can you give me a second and I'll be back? And now I'm like, Steven Spielberg's right there. And I'm just <laughs> like, I'm like dry heaving. And it was a really traumatic day for me did he come back he came back and he sat with me he was really nice oh my god that's so sweet we went into a hallway did he save you many people have tried to save me amanda um no but at them what was his method that he said works all the time uh i think he just sat with me and mm. was like you're okay he's like, he's like i'm a calming presence i'm a calming presence like don't worry mm. i understand what's happening like you're totally fine don't worry about everybody he just mm. he just zoomed in on me and made me mm. feel very very supported and loved but while my sister, my stepdad, and my mother were, I think mom, like, whatever, we'll talk about another day. You guys were all with, like, I don't know, Tom Ford and Oprah or some shit. <laughs> I was having a panic attack in, like, a fluorescent light hallway <laughs> with the security guard. <laughs> you know, just glamour. Glamour. Yeah. Just overall glamour. Okay, I want to talk to you about being a mom. Obviously, as as we stated a thousand fucking times, Scout is pregnant, so she's going to be a mom. And I'm all, I mean... More importantly, I'm going to be an aunt. So oh, I thought you were going to be like, and I'm going to be a mom one day. <laughs> so let's make this about me. Oh, let's be clear. Yeah. So talk to us about, I mean, your boy is just the most precious when you on your Instagram yeah. story, when you were like, are you a monochromatic king? I was like, <laughs> yes, I just, he must have the most fun with you and like vice versa. Yeah, that's cute. He I mean, I think I also made him wild beyond like, because I think about it, like, you know, if I scream next to my sister's babies, they're like, <gasps> they start like hyperventilating. You could be like to Noah, like, <gasps> and he'll literally like laugh, which like, I don't know if it's good, but it's because he's used to like so many decibels and such like craziness. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Noah is the cutest and he's wild and fun and has a sense of humor and I want to just say that it's all me because it is I'll give my husband like a little thing I'll be like no he has your fingernails like don't worry <laughs> can't you tell that your neck is similar like I'll give him like the smallest little but it's wild and I will say this because I do feel like it's inspiring and helpful because I know that having a baby is so scary and I was you know very scared not only like anxiety wise but all the wises, right? And that's why I waited. I remember my, my husband was like, I was like, well, I don't want to like, I still want to be like a young mom. And he's like, that's like far behind you. Like I remember when you're planning on it and I was literally like, it's still like I want to, and he was literally like, you're 32. Um, that's like, not a young, like you're not like a spring chicken mom. You're like fine. But I was scared because I think I waited for so many of the things to be good. So I was like, okay, my mental health was fine at that point. So I'm ready. And my finances were fine at that point. So it's fine. I think the one thing was like my career. Cause at that point I wasn't like working two jobs. I had my Instagram, but I wasn't making any money. And it was just like, I didn't accomplish yet. And I didn't this yet, but that can't, I feel like be the thing that stops you. Cause it's like, when are you going to be like, I'm accomplished now, you know, it's like, you're always, you're going to be like in a job that maybe you're not obsessed with. It's like, I feel like that specific line that so many people want to tick is such a hard one to tick. But well, what I will say is I was so scared because of that. And I was just telling my husband today specifically, because I told you guys earlier that I really like to remember like dates and things. So it's like, I need to remember like when I started making money off this, for example. And it's like, literally, I know the date because it's when Noah was born. 
like when he was born was when I got the first like ad deal. And I remember I was like, so new at it. And I was, you know, just gave birth. I was like swollen, not feeling myself. And I bought a fucking, I thought you had to like buy a ring light. Like, even though that's not my vibe. I was like, I guess I have to buy a ring light now. I have an ad deal. I have to buy a ring light. <laughs> like bought a ring light, set it up. And was like, I love this laundry detergent. And it was like so cringy and bad and ugly. But yeah, but that's how I, I remember because it was literally the, sa- the same time. So you know, so I, I mean, you guys are Jewish. So it's like, they say babies bring mazal, you know, mm-hmm. and even though I, I can believe that that's true and they do bring good things. I think that, you know, what I, what I do know is that it doesn't have to stop you, even if you don't have, cause I don't have help and nannies and like, I don't, but I think that like having a baby doesn't mean that you can't still accomplish. I think that there's such a miseducation or miss, there's like a fear in women at this point that's been placed into us about how if we have a baby or career, this, 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 or whatever, whatever, whatever. And so when I got pregnant, I was trying to get pregnant for a year and a half. But then when I did get pregnant, it was like a really big internal excavation of what does this mean for me as an entrepreneur and a mom? I have my own business. What does maternity leave look like? Can I do both? Is this going to take me away from all this stuff? And I, I started questioning so many things. Obviously all the fears came up and I was looking at it all. And then I let myself be there. Like I let myself be worried about who I was going to be as a mom. And if the way I love to live was going to be taken from me and what that meant, like all that stuff, I, I didn't shame myself. I was like, let me feel the whole thing. And once I got on the other end of that, I recognized that my baby girl has cleared the path for me so significantly. Like I have already been able to drop so much real estate in my head that was getting me nowhere in business, that was getting me nowhere in my career, that was getting me nowhere in my friendships. And it's really kind of almost focused me in. Like I'm saying no for the first time in my life just because I physically am unable to like be a bunch of places at this point. And I think that as I was sitting there, there's so much I could say, which is a whole other episode. But as I was sitting there, I was like, the conversation was wrong in the first place. Like, it should never have been about if we could do both. It should have been celebrating the fact that we could even do this. Like, this is crazy. And I was recognizing that our whole life, we're taught that we can be- Well, and you haven't given birth yet, babe. So wait, wait for that part. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's going to get even wilder. But like our whole lives, we've been told that we can do anything a man can, but they were never told that they can't do this. Like, why were we having to equal it? Well, first of all, I'll tell them they can't do this. (laughs) Are you kidding me? They could not do- this but you're right I love that and I think that that's why that's such an important like kind of message for me that I do like repeat because I hear so many people you know and I'm not trying to get people to fucking have babies I don't care but it's just like (laughs) like literally birthright shit but I I I think I think it's more like if that's what you're scared of, then like, here's an example that's like wild because I was scared of that too. And I'm not saying, okay, I have the baby and you'll, and your you, will. Yeah, I'll take off. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it doesn't have to hurt you. And 
I don't really think I saw an example of it hurting somebody unless mm-hmm. they chose that life, unless they mm-hmm. want to be a stay-at-home mom now and give up their career, for example. They didn't have to, but they connected more with doing that, okay. for example. But I don't think you have to. I think you can do both. And good luck and push yeah. from your butt. <laughs> push from your butt. Oh. Oh, like in doggy style, you mean? No. <laughs> when you give birth, like it's not from your vagina. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying because you know that you know that you can give birth in doggy style that's like well, one of the one of the yeah it's not coming out of your butt though just like i know but can you but can you picture yourself doing that in the hospital bed no you, well they would, i don't think they'll let you in the hospital mm-hmm. um, where, does the, where does the poop go when you poop while you give well birth? i didn't she's poop. very concerned she's very concerned about me shitting my pants while i'm giving birth like well apparently like i know that a lot of people do yeah. and i didn't i think my sister was trying to like I'm wondering if my sister did, but she was trying to make it. She was like, you for sure did. And they just cleaned it. I was like, no, I'm literally an angel goddess that didn't. Are you the youngest? No, middle. <laughs> Why middle. am I as annoying as a young one? <laughs> you, you just, there's just some parallels between you and Mads. That's all. I think it's a compliment. So whatever. <laughs> so, but yeah, now I'm remembering my sister was like, no, you did. They just cleared it. And I'm like, I stopped trying to say that I fucking pooped. I didn't. <laughs> Like the fact that you're gross and you put, no, I'm just kidding. But I don't, I wonder how you don't, if you're legit, my gyno is Israeli and. uh, Well, that would be entertaining. That's what I'm saying. He came in and he was like, yalla and and yalla, let's get this shit out. And he was screaming at me in Hebrew that like, you know, I'm so weak and like, how would I ever go to the army? It's like, yeah, this is like army. And like, and like, he was like, do you want to go to C-section? Like, is that what you want to like push? And like. It was amazing for me. It might sound like not like the bitches that do like a water birth are like, what is that? But I needed that because I was like, I can't do it. And he was just like yelling at me. A drill sergeant. Yeah. Yeah. I I adore Like I sent him like a really expensive bottle of tequila. Like I just really needed that. You know, I needed a really nice nurse, but like a really aggressive guy now wow yeah. i don't know what i need i it, i was gonna say like how I did have, you know that you needed that because well i think in the moment she realized in the moment, in the moment okay. i was like wow this is um because it matters who's in the room with you you know i mean of course you could literally have a nurse that sucks which sucks yeah. but like there's so i heard about these like angel they're called labor and delivery nurses and people were like mine was an eight so like their shifts were changing and I was like, where's my fucking angel? Cause these have been like really bitchy up until now. And I was literally like, not an angel, not an angel. And, um, all I could see were all those messages I was getting, like my LND was like an angel. And I was like, I'm getting an angel. Like I'm going to yeah. manifest a fucking angel. And oh my God, what's so funny. So I got an angel, like an angel and she was amazing and just uplifting, but not too, she was like amazing, amazing. And this was well, 2020. And, um, you know, we finish, I fit, I give birth the whole thing. She's, you know, up my vagina. I bleed on her. I you pee with them the first time. I think I peed on her foot, all this shit. <laughs> and then they move you into the recuperation room and we're like walking. And she's like, like, how did she say it? She was like, she basically told me she follows me and that she's like, oh. you know, a follower. I forget how she said it. The way she said it was special. She's like, I'm a huge, you know, the way, and I was like, you're my angel. You were like, oh my God. No, of course she's my angel. But in that, she was like, I didn't want to tell you at the beginning. I was like, thank God. Thank I would, God. I would have yeah. tried to be like cute. You know, I would have tried to like 
push cutely, you know, the baby wouldn't have come out. I would have been like, I don't know. It's just like, I can't push. I'm not skinny. I'm not fat. (laughs) Well, my my mom's going to be in the room and TBD on how that's going to go down. I am so excited for that moment. It's going to be. Wait, why? Why are you nervous about it? I'm not nervous about it. She's very calm. She's not going to help with the. She's not. She's, she's not, also like not the most maternal. No, no. <laughs> she's just gonna be like, "You're okay." Like she's like not gonna. It's not gonna be. So why didn't you have Maddie come in? Like, you know, there's you know, there was there was talks about that. I really, think I would, I would scream, and you would feel you would feel bad. You would feel bad also not having your mom. Well, right, right? and it's also like as much as my mother is not maternal, when me and my sister are in a, like naturally as the older sister. I take care of her. Right. Like I wouldn't be mm-hmm. able to take care of like you. Yeah. No. Like you don't even, you know, think of me sometimes. You know what I mean? I would like, be in the corner like crying. She would be like, I would don't take shit. I would don't shit. Don't <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like I'd be like, it smells really weird in here. Like <laughs> if I pooped while I gave birth, she'd scream, ew, she fucking pooped her. But you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't yeah. be your- I'll be at, I told her, like, I'm gonna be at her house. Um, I'm gonna wait for you guys all to be cleaned up. Uh the poop will be gone. She'll, and then I'll she's be gonna, there. her and my stepsister are gonna be waiting in my house. My stepsister is going to do everything. My stepsister is going to cook. And Maddie will be like watching TV waiting for me to come home. No, but I'll decorate. Like I'll bring the vibes and. Okay. We'll see. We'll pop champagne. I don't know. Whatever the fuck you do with the baby. Okay. (laughs) Let's, let's, uh, let's ask ask our last question. Okay. We ask everybody who comes on OK Sis this question at the end. Amanda, if you could brag about one thing and don't be humble, what would you brag about? Well, having Kim Kardashian on my podcast. Okay. I mean. You, you don't have any other answer. Both of them, yeah. I mean, you have the best answer. You yeah. have the best answer. Or that she follows me. Yeah, I drop that like everywhere I go. I'm like, do you know that she only follows 150 people? <laughs> and I'm like, one of them. <laughs> or fit 150? Yeah, 150. I'll be like, sorry. Hmm. I still to this day, I'm like, why? You could have just come to my page and browse. Like, you didn't have to commit, come but on. like, you decided to commit. And that's something I. I will brag about for sure. Yeah. I love it. Amen. Oh. Amen. Okay. You are so lovely. This yeah, is, this was, this was delightful. The best. Can you tell everybody where they can find you and support you and follow you and all the things? Well, I had so much fun too. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did. Love, no, I, I did. sincere that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. No, I'll tell you why. First of all, I did and you can tell, but I, I, the ending of podcast with the like yeah, where they can find you. Oh. I feel like we can fine tune that here, you know? Let's fine tune it. You okay, know, okay, okay, I agree. Wait, wait, wait. We don't need to. We don't need wait, wait. to. No, no, no. I agree and then I went on a really big podcast where I thought it was going to be really great for my business and they didn't ask me mm. and I was kind of upset because as cringy and they didn't as, put no, it in, no. the sh- in the show notes and yeah stuff? but as cringy as CTAs are it is like proven with data that you need to tell people mm. multiple fucking times to go follow or email or submit the type form and so that's that was it's true it's true people are stupid it's true I'll people post like, st- no it's true today I posted an ad literally being like this shirt is from Nick's and these pants are from Nick's. And I get a message like, but where are the pants from? And I'm like, yeah, literally. So you're right. Like people, you need to spoon feed it. Yes. So it's not skinny even have fat, but I feel weird saying it. See, Yay. that's why. Cause I'm so like, um, not, yeah, I'll try to be normal. It's not skinny, but not fat on Instagram and wherever you 
listen and to no, podcasts. And not TikTok. <laughs> and not on TikTok. Yeah. Imagine I go on TikTok. I'll be the biggest hypocrite like that was ever born in the world. Oh, please. I'll be like. It, you hey, evolved. Wait. You have you have permission to evolve. You know what I mean? Hello. <laughs> I'll start with this. I'll like, I'll bring it way back. I'll be like, yeah. this is what we're doing now, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Maddie has videos of me trying to figure out how to woe because I didn't know how to we do it. We all have those. We all have those. We're going to anyway, destroy dark them. Times, dark we're going to destroy them. All uh, right. But thank you and have the best delivery and let me know if you ever have questions thank you you're very sweet we'll see how it goes and it was nice meeting you both thank you you for coming on the third sis the third sis the third sister (laughs) love you lady Bye. bye Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life tune in every thursday to i'm not your shrink wherever you listen to podcasts while i'm not your shrink i am still human and i'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together